Welcome to Inside the Pages, presented by the Corner Stone of Grace, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m., Wednesday Bible study at 7 p.m. And we believe the Bible is the Word of God. Therefore, we're faithful, we're bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Again, I want to thank you for joining the online service. If you're looking for a church home, if you're looking for growth ministry, I want to invite you to join us, grow with us, and be blessed with us. Now, we have been fasting and praying for each of you and Certainly our prayers are not selfish. Lord, give me, give me, give me. But it's about you. And it's about your soul salvation. And so I want to thank you for pressing your way this morning, for joining into the service. And know that God is going to bless you because it's his word. And his word is a blessing for all of us. With that being said, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and grace. We thank you, Lord, for your mercy. We thank you for your kindness. How you have blessed us to see this day that was not promised. Lord God, we thank you for your kindness. You revealed yourself to us. Your goodness has led us to repentance. Lord, thank you for allowing us an opportunity to change our lives. You did not allow us to die in sin. You gave us a choice. And Lord God, and thank you that we made a right choice this time. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you, Lord. We love you, Lord God, for what you have done. We love you, Lord God, not only for our own soul salvation, but for those that are yet on their way. Those whose hearts you have stirred up. Those who are hearing your word, those that have received uh, invitations to come and join in worship. Lord God, we thank you. Those that have said yes. Lord God, even those that said no. You know their hearts. You know why. You know the situation. Lord, and I pray, Lord God, for restoration on their part. I pray that you will stir up the mind of the backslider. Stir up the mind of those that, Lord God, the, the seeking why you can be found. Lord, maybe someone has been hurt by where they were attending service. Maybe something happened. You know, you know, you know what was said to them. Lord, and I pray on their behalf. I pray as an intercessor, Lord God, for the saving of their soul. I pray as an intercessor, Lord God, that you would send help. Lord God, that you would stir their hearts up like you did mine. Lord God, that you would give them visions to let them know that you are concerned of them. Lord God, we thank you, Lord. We ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. Lord, if there's any that is sick among us, any Lord God that is requesting prayer, but yet it is unspoken, it's within their heart and it lines up with your word. It lines up with your will. I pray and ask, Lord God, to touch and agree with them that it comes to pass. Lord, we thank you and we honor you for this day. 
this fifth day of November, 2023. You've been good to us. You've been good to us. And I just want to say thank you. Lord God, we ask these blessings in your name. Care is further in the service, Lord God. Bless your word. And bless each one, Lord God, that make their way. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wherever you are, would you just tell him thank you? Would you just give him a hallelujah? May, just wave your hand. And, you know, to, someone may pass by and see you waving your hand. You, you're not waving at an airplane or a helicopter. You, you're offering up a wave offering. Yeah, that's, that's all you're doing. You're offering up a wave offering unto the Lord. And, and if they should ask you, then you can tell them that that was a wave offering unto the Lord. God is real. Jesus is real. Yes, this is real. This is not a show. Uh, this is all for sure. This is reality. There's a lot of reality shows, but this is not one of them. Uh, there, there's a lot of different things that are that are on television, uh, on uh, cable and different uh, uh, medias. Uh, and they are filled with uh, stuff to entertain you. This is not an entertainment session. But we are here to worship God in the beauty of holiness. We're here to worship him in spirit and in truth. The Bible said, know the truth. And, and I, I know you already know that scripture. It says, know the truth. And the truth will set you free. At, at this time, we're going to have open scripture. And after open scripture, we're going to um, follow with a worship song. And before we go into the word of God. And so after open scripture, I want to want to let's join in with casting crowns. Great are you, Lord? It is going to be performed, and then we're going to go into the Word of God. Psalms one forty nine. Praise ye the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song, and His praise in the in the congregation of the saints. Let Israel rejoice in Him. That he that made him, let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name in in the dance. Let them sing praise unto him with the timbrel and harp. For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. To execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishment upon the people. To bind their king with chains and their noble with fretters and iron, to execute upon them the judgment written. Dishonor have all his saints. Praise ye the Lord. Acts 2, 46 and 47, and they continue daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God 
and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word. You give life, you are love, you bring light to the darkness, you give hope, you restore every heart that is broken.
wherever you are. I hope you're worshiping from the bottom of your heart. These are not just words of a song, but it's adoration unto the Lord. Ah, hey, glory. Bless you, Lord. It's adoration to our King. Thank you, Jesus. said that Adam God formed man from the dust of the ground he was just a lump of dirt he wasn't thinking he didn't move he didn't say a word there was no cognitive behavior at all none of the nerves were stimulated the heart was not beating and some there was no blood in the body. Now some say there had to be, have been blood. That's a conversation for another time. But even if there was blood, he was there, nothing. So the blood would have calculated, it would have just been there laying dormant like water in a glass. It wasn't circulating. But again, I, I don't believe there was any blood. The Bible said that God breathed into his nostrils. Everyone that's listening right now, whether you're in a hospital bed, whether you're at work, whether you're walking down the street, maybe you're preparing for service, maybe you're setting in service, even right here. If God did not give you breath, you wouldn't be able to say anything. You would do nothing. You would be struggling to try to get some breath. You'll be the eyes all poked out your head and, and in a panic mode because the breath is not coming. But by the grace of God, we have breath. So with our breath, we ought to give him a praise. If God didn't give you any breath, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have made it to work. As important as some people think, I got to go to work, but I don't need to go to church. But if God didn't give you the breath, you wouldn't have gone to work. No, you would not. You wouldn't have done anything. Nothing that you could think of, you would have done. But it was because of the breath that's in that body. The breath that is in this body. That's why I'm going to go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs for the Lord. Yeah, that's what my, I'm just going to go crazy for him. 
I'm just going to pour it all out, all the breath that he has given me. I'm going to breathe it out. I'm going to exhale out a praise. I'm going to preach the word and I'm going to live what the Lord says. We can preach it, but can you live it too? See that that's another, that's a whole nother conversation. I hope you live in it. Well, let's turn our attentions to the book of Isaiah. I'm excited about Jesus this morning. I, I, and I, I pray that you are too. I've been up since about five this morning with excitement, thinking about the goodness of God and what he is going to do. I just woke up with such great expectation. I, I really did not, really could not sleep well because I was just thinking about what to do. What can I do in the service of the Lord? What can I do? I, I need to get to the church early. Uh, what can I do? I, I just need to be there. I need to thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And, and I know I'm not the only one that, that feels that way. Ministers, they often feel that I got to get to the church early. God, there's something there for me. And I need to get there to be in your presence before anyone else shows up. And that's one of the privileges that God has extended to the, to the pastors. Yes, yes. The pastors are in the presence of the Lord, waiting to be fed and to receive of God. And, and and then what they they receive, once we receive, then we give to you. And so there is a certain, and it's one of my favorite scriptures. Where's my, my old Bible? Here. I have to make sure to carry my, I carry my newer Bible, but I also carry my old Bible with me because there are so many markings in here that, if I don't have my old Bible, uh, my new Bible don't have the same markings and I might miss something. And so I use them both until my new Bible is broken in. Now, once it's broken in, uh, then that's going to be uh, a little different story. I won't need them both. But the Bible tell us in Malachi, now I wouldn't have found this, this that fast in my newer Bible, but I found it in one that's, the pages is falling all out. My grandson's like, Pop, I, I saw the pages just sliding off the podium. And you know, <laughs> but listen, it said for the priest's lips, and this is Malachi 2 and 7, for the priest's lips shall keep knowledge and they shall seek the law at his mouth. For he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. And so there is something that God has for his people and he sends it through the messenger uh, of the Lord of hosts, which is the pastor, the evangelist, the teacher, the minister, whomever God wants to use. He, he used an ass. He used a, 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 a bird, you know, and so God can use whomever and whatever he wants to use to get the message across. In the book of Isaiah, in the book of Isaiah, now I'm going to read Proverbs before we read Isaiah, but Proverbs says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thy own understanding in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Now I read this and I'm going to continue to read this um, as often as is because uh, we need to trust in him and we need to do it with all our heart. And we need to stop leaning to our own understanding. 
and we need to acknowledge him. And the Bible gives us a promise that he shall direct our path. In the book of Isaiah, I want to talk about the report. I want to talk about the report this morning. Whose report will you believe? Isaiah 53 and 1 says, who have believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He have no form nor comeliness. And when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he had borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. Have we turned everyone to his own way? And the Lord have laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed. He was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shears is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living for the transgressions of my people was he stricken. And he hath made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death because he had done no violence. Neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see of the trouble of his, a travail of his soul, and shall be satisfied. By the knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great and he shall divide the spoil with the strong because he had poured out his soul unto death and he was numbered with the transgressors and he bare the sins of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Now I know those were a lot of scriptures reading. Usually we, we read maybe a few scriptures, but I wanted to ensure you have a good image of who and what is being talked about. We live during a time of information. 
some refer to it as ATMI, too much information. IO, not input output, but information overload. No one is exempt from the amount of information being uh, processed today. You're watching programs, you may see commercials, and those commercials in between the movie that you're watching, you're engaged in a movie and you're enjoying, you know, whatever you're watching. I, I was enjoying binging on some 1990 movies the, yesterday as I uh, took some time and just relaxed. And I was catching all the commercials that was coming through until after a while when I woke up with a headache because I'm not used to having that much noise around me and it became overwhelming. But there are commercials, uh, commercials and everyone has uh, commercials. We have commercials and different things that are that are playing on the air. And so after a while, you begin to tune things out. You begin to tune some things out. And so uh, we live in a, a time of information overload, which no one is exempt from. In 2020, the amount of data on the internet was said to be about 64 zettabytes. A zettabyte is about a trillion gigabytes. And so one, uh, one way to estimate the size of the internet is to look at the amount of information created, captured, copied, and consumed uh, on, the, on the web. The amount of information has doubled since then. Now, myself, my profession as a data engineer and analyst, now I work with information. Now I specialize in that area to accumulate uh, this information as well and other information uh, for stakeholders and, and business operation. And so, but now we have AI. And AI adds a new level of information overload. Uh, in some areas, you can't tell what's real and what's not uh, because the AI that you uh, encounter has a name. Uh, its name is Philip. Its name is Susan. Its name is Josh. And you're thinking that you're typing in a chat bot, talking to an individual that's responding, and that's not always true. It's AI. You may be listening to a song that sounds like an artist, but it is not. It's artificial intelligence. We're overwhelmed with a lot of information. Now, it's great if you're working in that field, information is necessary and information is always going to exist. Now, you may have heard the debate uh, from the school district. Uh, certainly here in, in California and across the country, people are talking about it. And so uh, the exposing of children to sexuality, doesn't matter the age, we want to expose them, not we, not me, but those, the powers that be, want to expose children at an early age without the consent of their parents. They want to expose them to sexuality. Uh, they don't even know their mathematics. They don't know how to read yet. They don't know the, uh, uh, mathematics. They don't know science comprehension. And 
uh, you know, the areas of necessity for them to uh, to know how to understand ones and O's, but you want to introduce them to sexuality because there's some wickedness behind it. There's wickedness. There's wickedness in high places, and the Bible talks about that. That's why it tells us to arm ourselves and to be prepared to put on the whole armor of God, uh, because we're going to deal with the wickedness in high places. And so, in your prayers, you're dealing with you're praying against those things. You're praying against unrighteousness in high places. You're praying against unrighteousness in the community. You're praying against unrighteousness in the neighborhood, even next door and within your own home. All of this results, resulting in information overload. Our children are overloaded. You're overloaded. Society is overloaded. Everyone is reaching for more, even though they are overloaded. Now, here's the issue with an overwhelming amount of information. Here's, here's the issue. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 4 and 7. Proverbs 4 and 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. I'm going to pause. I'm pausing right there so that can marinate in your mind. Wisdom is the principal thing. Many have information, but they don't have wisdom. They don't know how to connect the dots. It's important that we connect the dots. Wisdom is the principal thing when you on the job, your supervisor, your manager is looking for you to connect the dots. That we had a conversation this morning, we we're talking about the difference between good and the difference between great. Uh, the difference between good and great uh, in an a overview, just a nutshell, is that the, the good uh, is acquainted with the information, but the great knows how to know how to connect the dots. Let's put it that way. They know how to connect. And, and so uh, the Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. Can you say that you have wisdom this morning? Are you making wise decisions? Give you a $500 credit card. You got the credit card. But do you have wisdom on how to use it? Do you know how to take the $500 credit card and bill your credit so that at the end of years, you have a good uh, credit score, seven, eight hundred, uh, you know, uh, instead of running that credit card up and then not knowing what to do. Wisdom, the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. And with all thy getting, let me drop this right quick. A debit card is not a credit card. I, I heard someone arguing with that a debit card is a credit card. Let's clarify that. No, because it has a Visa logo, it is not a credit card. It's a debit card. It pulls money directly from your account. So therefore, if you do not have any money in the account, the purchase is going to be denied. Okay, and the same thing is if you max your credit card out with all thy getting, get an understanding. 
with all the information that is being produced, you don't need all of the information. But with the information that you do get, do you understand it and do you have the wisdom to use it? How to use it? When to use it? Where to use it? People have knowledge, but lack wisdom and lack understanding. Watching, listening, laughing at videos, videos, and idioms, but lack the essence of Proverbs 4 and 7. They don't have any wisdom. They don't have no understanding. They don't get it. They just laugh and think it's cute. Uh, someone made a, a took a picture of themselves with duck lips. Now you got girls, boys, and everybody want to take pictures with duck lips. Now that may not be so today, but you you know what I mean. That that went on for a moment. And there's other stuff. Everybody want to do the same video. Everyone feel that they can do it better. And so you have an enormous amount of people uh, making the same video, doing the same thing uh, because they want and just information, but no understanding. I was uh, doing an assignment and I was on TikTok and TikTok has a timer because there had been complaints. And so TikTok has a timer on the application to limit the amount of exposure it will tell you that you've been on it too long they have some common sense in place what about you have you placed a governor on the amount of information you're exposed to are you governing an amount of internet information that your children are receiving are you paying attention to this or do you just give them the phone and uh, to shut them up? You know, babies, uh, I walked into a room to, to greet uh, uh, an acquaintance and their child who was less than a year old. Their eyes immediately went to the cell phone in my hand. Immediately went there. Didn't look up, went right eyes, moved, saw the eyeballs roll down to the phone exposed to this information at an early age. Now, people are posting their babies. Oh, look at my baby. My baby is twerking. And so they got the little baby, to, uh, you know, and and, uh, and and so now the baby's brain is stuck on what they hear. And every time they hear the music, you know, they're going to get out and they're going to do their thing. They're going to they gonna get out there and they're going to dance like the, like the artists that they have been exposed. And everybody, people going to be cheering them on and different things out of ignorance. Yes, I said that out of ignorance. Now, I saw another posting of a baby that had been listening to hip hop multiplication. So this baby's groove was teaching them their timetables. They showed them when they were first started. And now there is a video of them at the age of three. And the little girl, without me saying it, you figured it out. The little girl know her timetables. 
She know them better than some third graders, fourth graders. She know her timetables. It's been instilled in her. It's going to be easy for her to connect the dots of when she reached into certain levels of math, what to do with the numbers that she have learned. Applauding the mother, applauding the parent or parents that had the sense enough that if I'm going to feed, if I'm going to allow information to flow, let me use the right information and make sure that they are learning from it. But she's not the only one. By the age two, Dr. C, you know Dr. C is, right? Dr. C was reading, reading paragraphs, understanding what he was reading. And I didn't know how advanced he was in his reading until one day he came because he was upset. Dr. C would come and grab me by the hand as when he was younger as a baby, I would take Dr. C and if he was crying or something, I would take him in another room, set him down, close the door and say, go ahead and talk to me. Go on, go on and get out your system. And still today, Dr. C talks to me. And so, and, and that's between us. But his reading came about because his mom, I thought she was just giving him a phone and, and setting him down to, to let him, so she could have quiet time. But it was educational stuff on the phone. So I was crunched at the pot. It was educational stuff on the phone. And then as he learned to read, she got him a tutor to teach him. And he is, has been on the dean list. And I say that was at the age two. He's been on the dean list since the second grade. And now he is a junior in high school and has still been on the dean's list, has been voted student uh, and, and academics are still well over uh, uh, what, listen, the Bible says, in all thy getting, get an understanding. And she didn't do anything extraordinary that you can't do that. I couldn't do that. Others can't do. But doing it, whose report will you believe? Whose report? Now, I like the bookstore. And so I go there. They know where I'm at. Where's dad at? He's at home reading. I, I call my grandson sometime and he'll say, and, and I'll pretend that I'm him and, and he'll pretend he's me. And, and, and I'll say, well, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm sitting here reading a book. Because they know where to find me at. It's not that I'm trying to obtain so much information, but I'm trying to understand the little bit of information that I do have. It's not that I'm a walking encyclopedia. No one has it all, but I want to be, I want to understand. It's the understanding of information that we need so that we know how to filter and not be overwhelmed. And so uh, when we're together, when you're together with your family and children, when you're in the car, is everybody on the phone? Or are you having a conversation, being intimate, socializing, and loving each other? I recall the mindset of many as uh, because they repeat 
Murray and they repeat Oprah and Dr. Field and others. But what is even more disturbing is how people cleave to celebrities that are paid to give commercials as if the information they're presenting is 100% true. And then we turn to the word of God and say, well, that's not real. That's not true. Well, our Bible text presents a question to the internet trolls, presents a question to the starstruck and everyone listening. Whose report do you believe? Do you believe what God has to say? The one that gave the breath, the one that has provided the knowledge, the information necessary to be obtained in order for any of us to understand or become better acquainted we have to look at daniel the bible tell us in daniel the 12th chapter the fourth verse that he have that he had been praying daniel had been praying lord i need to understand i'm in captivity Things are not as smooth as I would like them to be. I don't have the freedom that I would like to have. I've been cut on. I've been institutionalized. I've been made to learn a language that I really don't appreciate. I had to learn all the science of, of the and the astrology and, and the mathematics and everything of, of a people that I just don't. But here I am. Help me to understand this. And so the Bible said that he was studying the book of Jeremiah when it hit him and when he got clarity. Well, he was praying and had been praying because we know Daniel uh, was one that believed in acknowledging God in all his ways. He trusted in the Lord. You know, our opening scripture, Daniel was an example of that. He trusted in the Lord with all his heart and he did not lean to his own understanding. And he acknowledged him in all his ways and God directed his path. So even in the worst situation, Daniel was still thriving. I want you to understand something that when we acknowledge God in all of our ways with our whole heart and we don't lean to our understanding, we become recipients of God's direction. And so even on your worst day, you are still a threat. Even on your worst day, when you have a headache, when you don't feel well, you are still a threat to the enemy. The Bible tell us that he became, that, that he got a better understanding. And so for us to have an understanding, we have to look at the word of God. How is this happening? How is this all this information overload? How is this TMI? But what's going on here? Ah! We got to step back and take a look at it so that we don't scream like that because it becomes overwhelming. Like you and I, he believed in God and the necessity to trust in the Lord, the necessity not to lean to his own understanding. The necessity to acknowledge him and to get God's direction. The Lord told Daniel that he would uh, be dead long gone before this happened. But I want you to understand something, Daniel. I'm revealing something to you. Now, we be tripping and carrying on. Oh, oh I don't want to die. Listen, death is going to life is a temporary assignment. You already know that. 
You can look at your baby pictures and you've gone from that end of the spectrum to where you are today. You know that from where you are today, the end result is either going to be the grave or the rapture. Whether it is the grave or the rapture. The Bible said the dead in Christ shall rise first and then we which are alive will be caught up to meet him in the air. And so ever shall we be with the Lord. You want to be saved. It don't matter if you, uh, you're not trying to live for, to be 200 years old. You haven't met nobody that lived that long. Come on, get out of that stuff. Let's be for real. Let's be for real. He said, but thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. Knowledge is going to be increased. We live in a prophetic time that we are able to go wherever we want to go, how quickly we want to go, how fast we want to do it to some level, and with an increase of knowledge. Now, knowledge is increased. It don't mean it has increased in you, but there's an overwhelming amount of knowledge that's available. What are you doing with it? You don't need every bit of it. You just need some that's going to make you uh, one. You need enough. You need enough to apply the word of God so that you can live holy because without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. And two, you need uh, enough knowledge and how to connect the dots so that you are able to live and comfortably and and living comfortably you're also helping others we don't live comfortable in such a way that we don't help nobody that we don't give that we're not willing to buy a meal for someone that's in need that, that we're not willing to to help anyone but we have to have the means to do that and so we have to do what connect those dots but listen to get a firm grip on where we are you need the word of God, not television, not YouTube or any other subscription, but the word of God. Me preaching the word should be confirming what you have read in the word this week during your personal devotion. Yes. The Bible tells us that how can you hear without a preacher? And the preacher can't preach except he be sent. Everybody that's proclaiming the word of God was not sent by God. And anyone quoting scripture or telling you the word of God doesn't mean that they're a preacher. It just means they have knowledge. All of us should have some form of knowledge to talk about the word of God, to be ready to give an answer to anyone that asks us a question. That don't make you a preacher. That just makes you knowledgeable. Amen, Carl. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> Listen, Matthews 24, 35 said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. What shall we need in the, in the word of God? What we need is the word of God. The events of today are in the word of God. But his, his word, but we also need to make sure we understand it so that we can explain it to others and what they're hearing and seeing in the world today. Information overload, the knowledge has increased. We are on the, and listen, I know people have been saying Jesus is coming for years. I am grateful that he did not come when they said he would have, that he could have come. And the many prophecies that have already fulfilled, even with that is from the book of Ezekiel, 
where, where Israel became a nation in 1948. I'm so glad that he didn't come. Where would I have been? Would I have been lost? I can think of some serious situations that I would have been lost and you can think of your own. But by the grace of God, I am what I am today, standing here proclaiming the word of God and living the word of God. Yes. By now, you know, life is a temporary assignment. Things are temporary. There's only one truth that steps out of time into eternity, and that is charity. And the core of charity is holiness. Now, you won't get around this fact that you won't get around Hebrews 12 and 14. Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. You're not going to get around Psalms 35 and uh, 93 and 5. Your testimonies are sure. Testimony. What is a testimony? It is a report. Your testimonies are sure. Holiness become of thine house. O Lord, forever. A testimony is a report regarding a chain of events. Sometime the outcome. Can you believe? Will you believe what God has to say and what he has said this morning? Whose report do you believe? Are you believing a celebrity? America is starstruck. For many, if it don't come from a celebrity, they're not going to receive it. They ain't, they ain't trying to hear it. You look like Jesus. I ain't trying to hear you. Well, what do you mean by that, Pastor? Well, the Bible said he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, a root uh, out of dry ground. He had no form of comeliness, so he didn't have stardom. He didn't have fame. And when we see him, there was no beauty about him. He, he was just a regular cup of joe like you and I. Uh, he was just, that was it. He was just a regular cup of joe like you and me. There was nothing to make you say, wow, he is a, a man's man. There was nothing to make you say that about him or anything else. They didn't see Jesus and say that. No, he was despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrow. So he was not filled with joy. Not the joy that we uh, claim that. To have. No, 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 no. No, the joy that we claim to have, the joy that we have is the joy that that our souls are saved. We know if the Lord called us home right now, we would not be lost. The Bible said he was despised and rejected of men and a man of sorrow. Even in 2023, he is rejected by men and women, boys and girls. The fault of the parents who have. Oh, my God. The fault of parents who are not training up their children in the way they should go. They're not setting, have not set an example of holiness, have not set an example of living right. Rejected of man, a man of sorrow, acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and esteemed and we esteemed him not. Oh, no, no, I'm not, I'm not trying to hear about Jesus today. That's what some are saying. I was I was hit with something this week that that the saddest thing that I heard was someone say, I don't believe in that anymore. I don't believe in that anymore. And my question is, why? What happened that you don't believe in God? What happened 
that you're denouncing him? What happened that you do not esteem him at all? What went wrong? There are a number of things that I could think of. It don't mean that any of them actually apply to that individual, but it raises the question of the church and our consistency and our knowing having truth and sharing the truth with people and living the way God said to live, not being a hypocrite, not purposely doing something wrong. Note that I said purposely doing something wrong. Anyone can make a mistake. Two plus two is not five. That is a mistake. Anyone can make a mistake. I, I wear glasses. I can see clearly now the I wear glasses, which help me see clearly so I don't turn a nine or six into an eight. That's a mistake. That I don't turn a five into an eight or three into listen. But when we purposely do something and then lie about it. What I, what I call a lie is when, when you do something and you want to blame someone else for your actions, you're a liar. Don't blame someone else for what you had in your own heart. The Bible said that a man's sin, that don't let nobody say that, that I was tempted of God. Sin comes from something undealt with in your own heart. It wasn't no slip up. You made all the right decisions to put yourself in that situation and then you suffer the consequences of that behavior. Don't blame it on your husband. Don't blame it on your wife. Don't blame it on your social, your, your, your people and your, your little clique, your little club that you hang with. It's on you by yourself. Let's be real. Let's be real when it comes down to talking about uh, there's a difference between a mistake. It might have happened that you got pregnant the first time that you but when you come up pregnant again, that wasn't a mistake. You knew the consequences of your behavior. You knew that that it, what it could result in. That goes for men and women. So let, let's not play that game. Let's be real with our soul salvation. Uh, now you got three kids. Now you got four. No, those weren't mistakes. You were enjoying it. And you don't stop sitting, you don't stop doing something until you despise it. And so people despise the church, and so they won't go to church. People despise Christ, so they won't go, they won't seek him, they won't pray, they won't, my God, bless your name, Jesus, because something, because something, something is in the way. It needs to be moved out the way, the information. They believe someone else's report. They believe someone else's report. Let's look at God's report. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and his, and his stripes were healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way 
and the Lord have laid on him the iniquity of us all. When you think of John 3.16. Yes, John 3.16 in your Bible. Maybe you've seen somebody holding John 3.16 up at the football game. Maybe you're wearing an anchor of above t-shirt that has the John 3.16 and our logo on it representing Christ. Even as you're hearing it for this moment, for God so loved the world. You cannot go to John 3.16 and think about the love of God without going to Isaiah 53. Because Isaiah is describing what's going on. He was oppressed and he was afflicted and he opened not his mouth. He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before the shears is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. I'm not going to continue on. I'm going to wind. I'm going to wind this down. But listen, the only reason that he did all of this, thank you, Lord. This is why we we come to worship him. This is why we come to to lift him up, lift him higher, for the world to see. The Bible tells us that looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and set down on earth. The joy, the joy that was set before him. The joy was not the suffering. The joy was you and I in bringing many sons to glory. Everyone's not going to be saved. The Bible said it's clear. It says few there be saved. Few. Will you be one of the few? Will you be one of the few? Listen, if you have not repented of your sins, if you've not been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sin, if you haven't been filled with the Holy Ghost, maybe you're comfortable and think, well, I go to church and, and you know, I don't need the, the Holy Ghost and, uh, you know, and all of that stuff of talking about speaking in tongues and all that. Well, if you're not going to believe what the Bible says about any of that, what make you think, do you really believe that there's going to be a rapture to catch us up? Because the power of the rapture and the saints being caught up is the Holy Ghost. He's not going to change your mind. Nope, the Bible don't talk about him changing your mind. It tells us that this body is going to take off uh, corruption and put on incorruption. That's all it says. It don't talk about your mind being changed in a moment in twinkling of an eye. That's not going to happen. The only thing that's going to change in the moment and twinkling of an eye is your body. Will you be ready? Or are you believing someone else's report? Once saved, always saved. You can do what you want to do. The church is with you wherever you go, you know, and so you don't need to physically go to go to the building because God, well, when, when the Bible said forsake not to assemble yourselves together, they wasn't telling the truth. They didn't know about 2023 when when Dr. So-and-so and when when the celebrities would say, well, you really don't have to go to church. You could just be in church wherever you are. If you're on the beach, you're in church. The Bible didn't get, catch all of that. I'm going to stick with the God that I know who has all power, who reigns. He's sovereign. Thank you, Jesus. He knows. He knows the beginning to the end. I'm going to stick with him and what he has to say about it all. Uh, not nothing new. Not going to present this, this, this new stuff. 
this fango bango, whatever you want to call it. This, but what does the word of God say? Whose report are you going to believe? Are you going to believe God's report? Are you going to believe the report of somebody that's that that that's going to die tomorrow? Tomorrow don't mean figuratively t exactly tomorrow, November six, but you understand what I'm saying. Christ is risen. And he is a, a forever perpetual sacrifice for you and I. And the day is going to come where the name of Jesus is not is going to be non-existence. And then we're not going to spend time into that today because we're going to have communion uh, and, and anointing. But I, I want to remind you of that. Whose report will you believe? Are you going to believe the report of the Lord? I'm only repeating what the report has to say. I'm only repeating what God has to say. Listen, at this time, we're going to, uh, to listen while we're having communion and the anointing in this service. I'm going to stop right there. I didn't, I'm stopping. That doesn't mean I'm finished. I'm just stopping. I'm just stopping. But we're going to have communion. And while this song is playing from William Murphy, uh, gospel songs that are that are playing uh, during this time, I want you to think and meditate on the word of God. Meditate on what God has to say, what you've heard this morning. Whose report will you believe? It's important that you believe the right report, even in our natural. When we give if, if we turn in the wrong report. If that sales report, if I turn in a sales report and it's incorrect, I'm not going to have some happy people. I'm going to have some, the, they're not going to be happy and I don't want them to be unhappy. And so whose report will you believe? Let's listen to William Murphy.
Listen, I want to read this scripture. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Bless you, Lord. Bless your name. I want to read this in your hearing. The Bible tells us in James, the fifth chapter, it says, is any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sin, they shall be forgiven him. And there's three types of anointing person or something to be used for the service of the Lord, the sanctification, and so we anoint and we sanctify the items and, and for the place of worship. And, and, and so life will not be the same as you know it before, even as you are anointed uh, for the service of the Lord. And so it represents the anointing oil represents the spirit and sovereign God. And then there's the restoration that we read about as far as healing and uh, faith and um, sins being forgiven. And so when we use anointing oil, we're, lo we're looking and we're doing it um, with this in mind, uh, James, um, and what the Bible tell us here and what the purpose of the oil is. It's not to lather anyone up. You know, you come to the altar and when you leave, you, you're as greasy as fried chicken. No, it, it's about representing the anointing of God. And the reason... Um, when we look at this, when we look at this sanctification, um, we present our bodies. The Bible tells us to present our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. And it also includes when they asked, when Peter was asked, when the disciples, all their was there, Mary, uh, Jesus' mother was in the upper room. She got filled with the Holy Ghost and those that was there, um, and they said, what must we do to be saved? And Peter answered and said to be baptized for remission of sin. And um, so that sins will be blotted out. And that's Acts 3 and 19. And then are you willing to obey the word of God as ministered? Um, I'm certainly ministering the word of God. I'm not looking for anything except souls to be saved. This is why you hear us say we believe the Bible is the word of God. And we're faithful. Therefore, we're faithful because we believe the Bible is the word and we're bold because we believe the best way to face opposition, bold meaning that we are bold enough to resist the, 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 the resist what we know is wrong and do what is right. Not bold as in using a word like a sledgehammer. Usually in communion, before we have communion, the scripture is read and, and I did not do it, but I'm going to read it now. And since it came to mind, in 1 Corinthians 11, 23 and 30, it says, For I have received of the Lord that which also I deliver unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he took a bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. 
So we take communion in remembrance of the Lord. And, and um, after this manner also, he took the cup when he had supped and saying this cup is the New Testament and my blood, this do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye, as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. So communion is not just something we do, but we're doing it in remembrance. And once the Lord comes and catches us away, we will no longer do this. We won't do it. Now, those that are left behind are going to be going through all kinds of rituals to get saved, and but it's too late at that point. Now, people are going to come up with all kinds of tongues that said they didn't believe in speaking in tongues. They're going to be doing all kinds of stuff and trying to act out and be demonstrative to claim salvation, but it's going to be too late. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of our Lord. But let every man examine himself. It's important that we examine ourselves, you know, check ourselves. All of us, it don't matter. I'm not exempt from that. All of us. I was reading in Leviticus where the Bible talks about how the minister, if the minister should accidentally sin, do something out the will of God, what type of sacrifices they should make and what they should do to make sure they're right. Because if the minister, if the priest went into the Holy of Holies and he was not right with the Lord, he would be being, be pulled out by, um, you know, who is going to retrieve that body. Now the, the place will be contaminated by a dead body. And so it's important. It's important that we keep ourselves right with God. But let a man examine himself. So let him eat of the bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh the worldly, eateth drink of damnation to himself, not discerning. not discerning. It's not just bread. It's not just wine. It is the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak and sickly. And so, uh, and so the Bible outlines to us the significance of the uh, communion and the anointing uh, oil that is used in the service of the Lord as well. Again, I want to thank you for joining online service of Cornerstone of Grace. You've been listening to Inside the Pages. And God bless you. Thank you. You know, we're excited. We're still preparing for 2024 and a Pentecost service, which is not far off. You know, we've been very busy doing some things, building uh, to get our new website up and running. Uh, certainly want to be excited about uh, the day when the day come that we're CLG.TV, you know, and um, and a number of things that are being worked on. So I solicit your prayers for the propagation of the gospel. Uh, get the word out, share the link. If you've been blessed, share the link with someone else, you know, so that they can hear the word of God and that they can be blessed as well, because there, there is no uh, fluff going on here. It's all about Jesus. There, there's no, we don't have no additives and all of that kind of stuff. We're not throwing no preservatives out there. Listen, but the word of God, which is going to wash you and save your soul. So with that being said, uh, wherever you are, I ask that you repeat after me. I pray that you have a blessed day, evening, night, as you reminisce and think about the goodness of God. Let the words of my mouth, words my mouth and the meditation of my heart, of my heart be acceptable in our sight. O oh Lord, oh Lord, my strength, my strength and my redeemer. Amen.
God bless you, Ambassador Vegas, Federation of Light. God bless you. Thank you for joining the service. I see you out there. Thank you for saying hello to us. And so certainly we'll continue, continue to pray with us as we are praying for you. The world does need the light. It needs the light. And so thank you. Thank you for joining to each of you that have joined the service and listened in, taking time out of your schedule. God bless you. We don't take it lightly. I certainly don't that you've taken time out of your schedule to, to hear the word of God and to and to apply the word of God in your life. Be blessed.